Hello and welcome to the Ramon Foster Show. He's Ramon in Hendersonville, Tennessee. I'm Dayan Kovacevic in downtown Pittsburgh, and it's Super Bowl week. There's no way we were going to get through a Super Bowl week without talking about Ramon's own Super Bowl experience. Uh, that happened uh, down in Texas, and it was 12 years ago? 12 years ago. 12 years ago. Wow. Yeah, I know, right? I didn't mean to date you there. No, I mean, the fact that we hadn't sniffed, I mean, we hadn't gotten that close again. I ain't trying to play that role, but yeah. But, well, say this, it's not as long as some organizations, though. It was a whole lot longer. No, and it's funny, though, at the time, at the time and the feeling down there around around you guys every day, you know, because there's, by the way, so much media access. So much. It's unlike anything. You guys are forced to be, I mean, forced yeah. to be around us. Yeah, like almost nonstop, and there's 53 of you just sitting there in these seats waiting to be interviewed. And most of the interviews are really stupid. They're just like people going around collecting random. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. The random people that want to do push-ups in front of you, like, hey, man, I don't want to see how many one-handed push-ups you can do. <laughs> like, get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> but the it all comes down to the game yeah. at the end of the day. It does. And no one likes to talk about the Super Bowls that you don't win. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. man, Moan, I have to ask you about having that ball. Yeah. You know? And having yeah. that ball and having that opportunity. And everyone in that stadium, whether you were cheering for Pittsburgh or Green Bay, is thinking the same thought, which is the last time they were in this position, the Cardinals bit the dust. All yeah. this is going to take is one more drive, one more mm, drive. And DK, we were there. We yep. were there, literally on the edge. And there's a bunch of things that that went around. You know why it was so tight. You know Aaron Rodgers and played one heck of a game. We had all pro guys, Pro Bowl guys, that were literally inches away from tipping the ball from Jordy Nelson. And oh, couldn't because Jordy Nelson, you had to bring up Aaron, Aaron Rodgers was just that good. That so was Nelson. So, so was Nelson. Nelson. Yeah. And the legend was born. But to have the ball, DK, and to be driving and know that it's there in front of you. Like, I thought about it so much. I embraced it so much. I was didn't know what I didn't know at the time as far as how to go about it um how to play the game how to embrace what the magnitude of the game was too uh and then dk it falls like sand through your hand you know like and and then the game is over with to you it's a regular like well let's pack up let's get ready to roll it's the super bowl and we lost like it's a dead feeling mind you in your locker before the game starts there's a Super Bowl robe in your locker so that you can put that on and smoke cigars. You got the entire plate right there, you know, Super Bowl plate. Just everything surrounded is first class. And then DK is like the final, you know, bell ring. And then it stops. Like that's legitimately what it was, how it felt to be on the losing end of it. And it is, it's crushing, man. It really, really is. Were you in the locker room post that one? Oh, yeah. It was, it was probably Denver-esque as we speak about that yeah. one, but more or less like, dang. But Denver the young me, the young, was, go ahead, go ahead. The, the young me, though, was still more or less like, 
This sucks. But I'll, I'll be back. I'll be. That's where I was going to take you because I. I. That's the reaction that I remember. Yeah. From, from all of you younger guys that were there, Ooh. combined with the reaction of the older guys who just won one or oh, two. Yes, one, one. Okay. They, so there was, it wasn't, that's where I was going to, I was cringing a little bit at the Denver reference because Denver yeah. was later on when you guys were running out of opportunities. Yeah. Okay. And it started to hit a lot harder when they didn't happen. Okay? It, it did. It did. And, and and here you were with this one, and it, that was the feel, especially especially with you guys on the O line, because it was a it was a young group that was just getting started. Uh, Marquise wasn't able to go, and, and so it was that part of it too. Yeah. Like, oh, we'll have him next time, and we're gonna get more players, and Ben is gonna be good, and we won't have turnover. Oh my gosh, all of that play to you and play in your mind about getting back dk all of it does in that somber mm-hmm. moment yeah and and especially my goodness the one thing that people don't remember i'll bet about that whole week was the marquise drama that ate up all of the headlines and you know what what one of the things i remember is that marquise still came out because he and coach were going to play this thing to the hill they knew he wasn't going to play we knew he wasn't gonna play. Everyone. So he's, but he came out and sat there and played coy every single day with wave after because that was the only thing he could do. Yep. was to try to throw off the other team's scheming. Remember? Yep. Uh huh. And and he would come out there with with crutches. See y'all for a second. Y'all see him, and <laughs> yeah. then he go back into the trainer room, and and he was rightfully treatment like like doing treatment. But there was like I, I well I'm getting them on by the way I had Al on my radio show this morning these guys asked me Mom when are you gonna put us on and I'm I'm getting them on and we're gonna tell these <laughs> stories because they're worthy of you guys hearing especially you know in this off season time that we have now yeah but Pounce knew he wasn't gonna play no um here we were with an older right tackle in Flozell I'm a young guy right guard you got Doug Lagurski at center who and, did fine by the way who did fine he um, did. But there's always the conversation, right, DK? Yeah. If you had have had Marquise, you know, like we played all of those games. Yeah, you know no, what I'm you, saying? You like, could have done more. I just like to keep Doug's name clean on this. Because yeah. Oh no, Doug, no doubt. Doug played. Doug had a really good Super Bowl. Uh, Facts. He, he, he didn't hurt the team in any way, shape, or form. Uh, the team just gave up too much offense. I mean, it's just that's all that happened there. They they gave Green Bay too much. Way too much, DK. But that feeling after the game of we'll be back, I it's still like that that phrase, it doesn't haunt me, but it was just like, dang, we really never went back. But you have to think that in the moment. You have to believe that in the moment. You know what I, I mean? I, I know, but it was actually real, though. And it stayed... So that's a fair question. What would you rather be, a team that makes it and never gets back, or would you rather just knock at the front door often? It's another life experience, you know? It's, you, an- you, it's, a, it's another life experience. You don't have to wonder what it was like to play in a Super Bowl. I don't, and I say this. I know what it also means to always be at the door. And you need, as we – didn't we speak about you need a little bit of health, some luck, a lot of luck. Some big plays and a some playmakers. And more luck. And more luck. <laughs> yeah, because Pounds ankle getting rolled up like that. That's that was lucky, lucky Green Bay. No. No. Yeah. yeah. It's uh Ooh. 
Wow. Okay, when we come back, let's talk a little bit more about what a Super Bowl week is like. Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show. As promised, more on what a Super Bowl week is like. And Ramon, is there any part of it down there other than the whole ice experience, which no one's even going to believe us if they aren't aware of it, (laughs) that there was this awful ice storm and unbearable cold that hit that part of Texas that week that paralyzed basically the entire Metroplex between Dallas and Fort Worth. Uh, you guys were staying out in Fort Worth. Fort Worth, yeah. Um, and the, the anybody who doesn't know the, the geography down there, the, the Cowboy Stadium is like dead center between those two cities. And yes. uh, nothing was particularly convenient. They even had like stuff for you guys to do. And it's like nobody could do it, right? Nobody could do anything. Like we literally saw a bus, not our bus, like slide off the side of the highway, off the <laughs> interstate. Like I'm like, <laughs> what no the heck? <laughs> They couldn't clean the roads. They had they no. had a, they have they have a lot of immigrant workers there. Yeah, okay, in their in their public works. Okay, and a lot of these people had never seen snow, no. much less known what to do with it. So they're they at one point panicked and started sprinkling <laughs> sand on the roads. Sand it doesn't do anything. It's like marbles on the ground. You hear me? <laughs> I was like marbles on the ground, DK. But but uh, this is the cool thing about it. Before we even get into the rest of that, like we, we, you, when you brought up, you know, Super Bowl, I was like, man, I have to tell a little bit of ours. And excuse me there for a second. Uh, but I see why and how and the chase for the Super Bowl is what it is, too, as we kick off Super Bowl week now. DK, the lead up to just winning, like – the winning aspect of it, that in itself is insane. That's like drives you. You understand me? Like that's a push to knock off one. Then you get another one. Then you host the AFC championship game. Like to feel invincible as a team, like, boy, we could do no wrong. Like I continually bring it up. Like the infamous, like live ball on the ground when we're playing Grant, when we're playing uh, uh, the Ravens at home. One of their defenders picked the ball up and running in for a touchdown. And we're down, I think, by like seven points, six, seven points at the mm-hmm. time. And actually be in that position towards the end of the game, drive down to win the game, to play in the AFC Championship game against Mark Sanchez and the New York Jets, who had just knocked off, who was it, Kansas City or the Patriots at the time? I can't remember. You remember that run? I remember the Jets coming in, yeah, and everybody being happy that the Jets were coming in, yeah. Oh, my gosh, man. Like, all of that that went your way to get to that point. But to this point of why guys play so long, why you have older guys like Indomitian Sue go to the Eagles, why you have guys like, let's be fair to them, James Harrison that went and joins the Patriots, to go to the Super Bowl one more time. Why Grunt came out of retirement and went to Tampa. The chase for the Super Bowl, y'all, is by far one of the greatest team achievements any team can have just by making it there. I never Seeing thought of it that way. Yeah. The float, whole, the whole, oh my God. The whole like as you're as you're going through the individual rounds, yeah. you just feel increasingly invincible. Like that that's when my like faith in what Ben was capable of watching him and AB, him and Hines, uh, you know, like the guys we had on that team coming together, the old line who was just trash 
the year before as far as sacks this. You guys can't protect Ben. And to see that group and me be a part of that group and we actually make a lot of stuff happen, you know what I'm saying? Like, the team aspect of building on that, DK, is far and beyond anything team achievement-wise. Like, did we have the best talent? No. I think we can agree, probably not the best talent, but to win the games against your opponents to be the best teams each and every Saturday or Sunday, nothing compares to it. Seeing Flozell, you hear me? Like, be a kid. Flozell Adams, be a kid about winning, appreciating not being a Dallas Cowboy, and then going back to Dallas where he has spent 12 years, whatever that was at the time, yeah. and finally make it to a Super Bowl. Like, not many get an opportunity to ride off into the sunset. And seeing him being presented with that opportunity and actually get to that point, nothing compares, DK. Yeah, it's. I think I'm starting to understand more, especially with what you just said now, with what you meant about the reaction after oh afterward in the locker room. But uh, I'm, with, at the risk of reading a little bit too much into it, it almost no, sounds like it, it's, more, it's, more, it's more shock than it is disappointment. Am I wrong here? It's more like, how the hell did we lose? That's why you become numb like and say We're stuff like, we'll good. be back. We'll be yeah. back. Yeah, because you because can't we- possibly be done. Not because we did everything that you said we couldn't. We were down. We came back and won, we won games. Um, we had guys get injured and still made it to the big show. We had a hot, okay, New York Jets team come in yep. and still beat them. Remember the can't wait moment? Oh, yeah. There was, there was, no, reason to, there was yeah. no reason in the world for us to use that a bulletin board material. But no, we it wasn't much of a <laughs> – it wasn't much of a shot. Yeah, and, and I think it was Sal Palantonio that piped him up a little bit to say something like that. <laughs> he didn't direct that at us, but we took that as a shot. Like, oh, you coming here to take on us after we just knocked off everybody else in front of us? Oh, bring it. Okay, can't wait. Oh my gosh! But all he said was th- were those two words, and he said, but he said them. He spoke them. If you remember it, with such, con- yeah, so, such conviction. Yeah, yeah. And, and, yeah, using that as bulletin board is a is a stretch and a half. It was silly, but whatever it took, you know, it it it, it always helps to to get that little extra edge. I just uh, you know with that Super Bowl, it's 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 a lot like we were saying in the first segment, which is that what you have is a is a team that is yeah that had just done a whole bunch of winning and including the Super Bowl from a couple of years earlier and then a yeah. Super Bowl for the older guys just a couple of years before that. Mm. And then you guys come in young and that was the whole and and actually like you said though nobody really expected that team. No. That particular team to get that far. And mind you this too DK, mm-hmm. we regrouped and reshaped ourselves. Got new pieces behind it. Yep. It was my second year you had a young stud and Marquise just coming to the league as a rookie made all pro. You had the birth of Antonio Brown and Emmanuel Sanders. You had guys like Isaac Redmond playing roles. You had myself out there playing and starting. Ziggy Hood out there yeah. like Keenan Lewis making yeah. plays defensively Mike or Mike yeah. Wallace. Yeah. Like one trick pony was like, okay, play with Mike Wallace if you <laughs> it want was a to. Good trick. <laughs> it was a real good trick. So you can see how like the cockiness of being a part of those teams said, Oh, whew, we'll be back. Like, what do, yeah. what do you mean? Like, but the appreciation though, and I can't say this enough of 
what it what it feels like to actually get to that point though, DK, which is why the Super Bowl is other than, you know, March Madness and what it can mean or game seven in the NBA, nothing compares to it, DK. Like oh, there's no other than nothing compares to the Super Bowl. And, 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 yeah. and not in our that, culture. <laughs> that's why coaches, you know, like push that. So again, what would you rather have? Would you rather have a really hot Jacksonville Jaguars team that gets an opportunity or would you rather consistently be knocking at the door whether you knock in one round or not like dk we spoke about this like the idea that you gotta have a lot of luck and nobody ever say that you know what i'm saying like you gotta happens to be true (laughs) okay the right plays Mm -hmm. the ball bouncing the right way guys been like you got to have a lot of that, but you what you want for your team, though, is to consistently be knocking at the door. Just get and there. Pittsburgh is one of those teams that knock at the door year in and year out. That's why you get so many primetime games. Yeah. Yeah, and it's why even when the team was 2-6 and six this year, everyone was still like, just hang on. Hang just on, okay? Hang on. hang on. When we come back, the only segment that matters is hang on. Welcome back to the only segment that matters, and that is brought to you always by our friends at the Get-Go Cafe and Market, where three expert chefs fine-tune every detail so that every sub-burger, salad, wrap, drink, and app is crafted for what they refer to as craveability. Order your favorite entry at the Get-Go Cafe and Market today. Better believe it. This one is coming from Bruce, who says... Hey, Moan, I'm in Steelers withdrawal, so I've been watching old games every day, seasonal games. Yeah. And I noticed that the many games that I watched that have Ramon Foster in them, every time before Ben would set the team, you would turn around toward Ben. Yeah. And it would look like he was saying something or you were saying something. Can you please explain that? Ah, this is for people who don't know what Bruce is referring to. This is actually at the line of scrimmage Mm -hmm. in the down formation in the three point stance. And Moan would Moan would do this terrible thing to his spine (laughs) where he would turn back and face Ben. Yep. And and, uh, we do the tap. Uh, so that's interesting too. Like when we started doing, I think teams looked at it like, what the heck are you doing? If you watch football now, um, a lot of teams do it, and they do the way that we did it also. Matt Filer's doing it with the Chargers right now. Uh, I've seen uh, the New York Giants do it. I've seen uh, Arizona do it. I've seen people do it a lot more like we do other than like the head between the center's uh, you know, legs looking back at the quarterback. This, this came from early on in our career, Marquise maybe rookie or second year or two. We got to a point to where Cincinnati was notorious, and so you know where I'm going. Marquise and almost all centers for a very long time looked between their legs to get the leg kick from the quarterback on road games because the road crowd is so loud. We never have to worry about this because we got great fans in Pittsburgh that don't get loud when the offense is on the <laughs> field. But in road games, the communication becomes, as we call, silent count. Well, we be in those games and teams be in certain defensive sets, 
And Marquise head would be between his legs because he was the one that set the defense for a little bit. Him and Ben were on the same page, but Marquise would come to the come to the line of scrimmage and set, hey, 52's the mic. Okay, in that 52 would go from the right side of the uh defense to the left side of the defense. And he's confused. They confuse him. Or when his legs, when his head went between his legs, they'd shift to different defenses. So what would happen was we came up with this in practice. Divisional we, we, opponents. It, oh this, is, this is when people talk about divisional games and what makes them different. Everyone thinks it's all intangibles. No. No. No, they know how you breathe. <laughs> yes, you know do. how they breathe. And, and, and they knew if Ben was giving a hot to a receiver or something like that, then the protections up front were different. It go to Marquise going right when he's supposed to go left, but he can't hear me right mm-hmm. to where we miss a block or two. And that can be costly because oh, you yeah. lose possessions like that. So we were in practice and we just said, we got to figure out a different way. Well, of, of course, like I was the culprit behind it. It may have been around the time that Dave got there because Dave wasn't going to do it. And uh, they like, don't do it. I'm not and doing that. Moan no, wants to do it, everybody. Exactly. But I was good at being able to look back in my peripherals. I could still see the defense. The thing was, since Pounce set the defenses for the most part, um, he could stay looking ahead. The thing was, I could still look out my left eye while still looking at Ben to give the leg kick. And we had a timing thing of me turning around, tapping Marquise all in one motion, and I get set and the ball snaps. Like, and you probably say, well, people knew the snap count. You know what I say to that? It was in the script that the NFL gave us anyway. Everybody knows. <laughs> nah, I'm joking on the script. But what I will say is everybody knows your snap count. There is no advantage or disadvantage unless you're going on hard count sometimes. And that's just how it rolled. How do you think Troy pulled off all those highlight <laughs> tackles? Tendencies. <laughs> Teams are bad at getting away from Tennessee's. They don't, DK, just with us. Like, we'd switch it up every once in a while to where I do a double tap of Mark. He's like, hurry up, and it would be a false, you know? Now, now a lot of people who are watching this are going to be wondering why it is that the current O-line doesn't have anyone doing that. Kevin Dotson, of course, plays your position Yeah, uh, at at left guard. You don't see him doing that, and I wonder if it's something that, not to be insulting here to anybody, but it might be a little too complex for for, for a new slash young line to be it's able that. to pull off. Is it? Okay. It's that, and i probably say it's this too. Kenny being able to probably yell louder on the road and not care about losing his voice. He booms. You know, you know he booms a little bit yeah. differently than Ben did. Or it, 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 there's a lot of different things that go into it, but it's, it's prevalent now, or it's more known around the league for guys being able to turn around because – Teams will reset their defense when you start looking in between your legs for that long amount of time. So uh, it was easier for me to be able to look back, and it became a rhythm. It did. Gil even told me. Marcus Gilbert, when he was on the right side, he was like, Moan, I don't go off of Marquis snapping his head. I go off of when I see you go down into your stance. That's interesting. So yeah. there's so much that go into Dave was good. I was good, obviously, and Al was next to me. Gil being on the far side. Yeah, that's the part he, that's crazy. He's three players away. Yeah. He couldn't see Pounce dip his head. So he'd be a little bit later, guys, playing that position. When I'm 6'6", six, six, okay, with cleats on. So when I go oh. down, you see me and Gil is like, thousand one, let's roll. My friends, when you hear people say, football people say, that it takes a long time. Yeah. To put together the cohesion, the chemistry, the execution that you need from an elite NFL offensive line. 
Remember everything you just heard from Moan, but also take into consideration that it took the course of a full season just now for these five pretty good players that the Steelers had on the O-line to get from where they started, which was way down here, to somewhere up in this range. And we had to work walk that path, too. And this sure. was another thing. If I was out of game, oh, my. You want to talk oh, about. Oh, I hadn't even thought of that. <laughs> you being ticked off. Like, I saw Gil get ticked at, like, when BJ was in. BJ, like, or if BJ was at center and I was doing the tap if Marquise was out and it wasn't as rhythmic as we're used to. Oh, you, you remember that whole false start on everybody but the center? Like, oh my god, he, that's right. Go back to New England. Remember that one? Like no. that was one of those it's moments. Still one of the greatest memes in sports. Oh my god! So yeah, you, we're gonna right. have to do an entire segment, lead segment on an episode on that. Boy, am I glad you brought that up. And the other thing, oh, I'm writing that, it down. You write that one down, and you know what? Write write another one down. Here's a good yeah. one. I want to know the difference once and for all between your style of play and BJ Finney's, and you know why. Uh, okay. <laughs> Let's just say that one of you was a lot cleaner than the other in terms of how he approached the position. Oh, me, okay. oh my. That's a okay. good conversation. All right. All right. Yeah. Let's, let's do that. All right, Moan. We'll get together again tomorrow. Yes, absolutely. I'm writing down these notes. Yeah, right it's good now. stuff. <laughs>